I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. We're going to, I know you, you, I repeat, listeners, you're probably used to hearing some music, but we're going to skip the music tonight because we have a special guest on um, on with us tonight, and I am going to bring them in now, but I'm going to let them um, introduce, well, let our young lady introduce herself here shortly. But I wanted to just uh, let you all know that, to just kind of hold on a minute. We have a young um, and rising star on the phone with us tonight. So just, and, and we have our, our, our guest speaker, our, I'm going to call him the host for the night because I'm going to be learning tonight. We have, well, I'm going to let him introduce himself as well so he can do it properly. Um, and then I have a really good friend here with me in the studio and I'm going to let him say a few words as well. So we'll just kind of get everybody in here shortly. But thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Quickly, I'm going to move into our housekeeping things. If you are listening on uh, by way of, of chat with us online, remember you can submit your questions or comments there. You do have to be a registered follower of the show, and you can do that right there online as you as you sit and listen to the show. You can also call in at 818-691-7406. And for those of you who are listening on phone with us, you do have to select the number one to advise that you do have a question or a comment or something to add to tonight's show. And the way I will pull you in is provide you provide the number that you're calling from by your area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. So I'll provide your area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. Quickly want to remind you of the trash can concept. We always have new listeners, um, so we want to continue to promote that. And what that is, it's my butterfly evolution baby. And what that asks you to do is move your trash can, preferably one that you and your family use consistently. We ask you to do that in order to have you, to bring awareness to how our mind keeps up with even the smallest, most insignificant things. And in moving your trash can, you will learn that you will most likely return back to its old location several times before really getting it that I've moved this trash can, so why do I continue to go back to where it was? And so often we do that in our lives regardless if it's a negative situation or positive situation, if it supports who we are, what we're doing, we just kind of we just kind of stick with what we know. So life changes, our days changes, our weeks change. We cannot avoid change. So get used to kind of moving around and doing some things new at least once a day. So change your life, change your world at least once a day. So that's what we do uh, with the Butterfly Evolution trash can concept. If you have kids, family, make a game out of it and um, – you know, kind of monitor who goes back the most and go from there. But that's what that is. So move those trash cans um, and just be mindful of, of how easy it is for our minds just to kind of get comfortable with where we are and want to remain there. We don't really embrace change uh, as we should. But, again, it is just you can't avoid it. In addition, I um, want to just say this real quick. We sow, uh, you sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow an action, you reap a habit or habits. Our habits become our character, and our character certainly does become who we are. And who you are will lead you to your destiny, whether it's where you want to go or not. Your thoughts are taking you somewhere. So just remember those as we move through tonight's show. Um, I do want to 
And, and Ms. Hill, I, I got your text. Thank you. I, I have pulled you in, and I'm going to bring you guys on in just a minute. But you you are live and on the show with us. Thank you for that reminder. Um, tonight's topic is let's talk about the word. And what I'd like to do before pulling in our wonderful singer for tonight, I'd like for our special guest, uh, Andre, if you'll just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm going to let Cody say hi, and then we're going to have our our uh, first timer, we have someone that's live, going to sing live on the show tonight for the first time. So, Andre, if you'll just kind of tell us about who you are and what we're going to do tonight, and then I'll let Cody say hello, and then we'll get, get our singer on, and then we'll move right into tonight's show. Andre, are you there with us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, sorry, so- I think I need to pull you in. Oh, not a problem, not a problem. Well, my given name is Andre Curry. Um, my actual true and factual name is Ronyel uh, Ilbay. And uh, basically what we're going to be doing tonight is dealing with etymology. We're going to be dealing with linguistics. Um, as you guys have seen from the topic, is going to be dealing with the word, the essence of the word, uh, what is the word, are you seeking uh, power or failure into your life? Uh, the origin of the English language, all these things are important to our everyday lives and and how we conceptualize things. So that's what we're going to go into. I deal with these subjects around uh, the area where I live. I'm actually in uh, California, and uh, my primary focus is dealing with our our general public and teaching the kids to be able to recognize these things. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, I'll leave out more of a description of myself and so that we can get uh, forward into it, because this is going to be a big subject for us to be uh, trying to uh, deal with this evening. Okay, thank you. And, Cody, you want to say hello? And Yeah, um, hello, everybody. And I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of this conversation because this is a topic that a lot of people really do not, um, they do not research and study. And this gets into the area of studying semantics, things that uh, that appear the they, they appear in a way that they uh, oh I forgot that saying but anyway it appears one way but it's not true you know you're looking at the at the at the lies and so forth but um but I encourage anybody who's listening out there if they can it's really good to grab a dictionary or your personal dictionary if you if you can, because this is something that uh, should be practiced and um, if you don't understand a word or something. But uh, I'm not going to spend much time on it. I'm going to let the host really elaborate more on that. But this is, I believe, uh, a very important topic that should be discussed, and it should be discussed a whole lot more. And uh, I'm just going to give it back to you all. All right, great. Well, um, just before going into the show, again, I am going. I have Madison. Madison, you're on the phone with us. Um, yes, ma'am. Well, great. All right. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want you to tell the audience who you are, and kind of what you represent, what you stand for, and, and we want Mom to say hi and, and whatever else she wants to tell about you. But you guys, I just was introduced to Madison um, this past weekend talked to her, and I heard that same little voice that you just heard, yes, ma'am, and then she sang for me, and I thought this got, has to be someone else on the phone besides the young person I just talked to. So she's going to tell us. 
she doesn't like to talk that much, I heard. So I told her she's met the wrong person because I talk a lot. And so we'll be doing lots of talking. But I wanted her to tell a little bit about herself and just kind of her journey before we get started in tonight's show. So support our young people. And that's for you who know me, I love, 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 love our young people, especially when they're doing something positive and especially for the creator, so for our creator. So, Madison, will you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're going to sing, and then the floor is yours. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, my name is Madison Hill, and I'm 12 years old, and I'm currently in middle school. I'm, um, I'm in the seventh grade at Cranford Burns Middle School. Um, well, would I really, like, give, like, to my singing, um, I really, like, love God, and God's, like, the one that got me here and stuff, and, like, my family who's here, and they're always, like, there to support me and stuff, so I'm really thankful for that, too. Well, thank you, and you're from, tell us where you're from. I'm from Mobile, Alabama. All right, wonderful, and been singing for how long now? Oh, I've been singing since I was three. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. All right, uh, does Mom want to say anything? Mom wants to introduce any more or tell us any more about you that you didn't share? Hi, my name is Siobhan Mosley-Hill. I'm Madison's mother. Um, Madison loves to sing, and she loves to share the word through song with everyone. She can sing pretty much any type genre. We just recently this summer, we spent a month in Italy with her studying and performing opera. So that was a really good experience for her to learn new cultures and, and you know, to have a new experience. Right. And it's my understanding that Madison wants to stay in this line, in the gospel line of, of for her career. She wants to stay in that uh, line, correct? Great. Okay. All right. Well, tell her to do what she needs and, and just bless us with song. Um, I'm going to be seeing um, He Wants It All by Forever Jones. All right. There's a voice that cries out in silence. He's searching for a heart that is desperate. Longing for a child that will give him their all, give it all. He wants it all. There's a God that walks over the earth. He's searching for a heart that is desperate. Longing for a child that will give him their all. Give it all. He wants it all. He says, love me. Love me with your whole heart. He wants it all today. Love me. Serve me with your life now. He wants it all today. Bow down. Let go of your idols. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. So give it all. There's a God that walks over in the earth. He's searching for a heart that is desperate. Longing for a child that will give him their all, give it all. He wants it all. He said, love me, love me with your whole. He wants it 
it all today. Send me, send me with your life now. He wants it all today. Bow down, let go of your idols. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all. Love you, love you, want it all today. Love you, love you, want it all today. Love you, love you, want it all today, today, today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. So give it all. Is it all the time? Searching for a heart that is desperate. Longing for a child that will give a marrow. Give it all. He wants it all. Hey. Um. Thank you, Madison. Thank you. Thank you. Cody is here saying that was great. Uh, what did you think about that, Andre? Twelve years old. That was wonderful. That was, Twelve that was years wonderful. Old. She did. Twelve. Fantastic job. Wow. Wow. So we're going to start supporting our young people, and she's going to be one of them, our first one. She's encouraged me to do this. And so I just want to say thank you, Madison. Um, thank you, Mom, especially for, for keeping her grounded. Um in the word enough to know what she wants to do even at 12 years old and not being willing to kind of sell out so because so many young people do it and so many moms are are willing to do it because of the money and it's probably a lot easier to get into that side of the world than it is the gospel side so i just want to thank both of you we i hope that you guys listen to a little bit more of the show so feel free to do that and just tune back in okay thank you for having us Thank you. We'll we'll talk soon because I'll have her back on. We're actually going to be doing a show this Thursday, so if she's wanting to do a different song, we can work that out. Thank you. Thank you. All Bye-bye. right. Thank you. Thank you, Madison. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Keep the good work up. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Andre, I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's get rolling with tonight's show. Okay. Let's dive on in. Um, well, we're going to tackle a pretty uh, a pretty big, broad subject. So what I want everyone to do first that's listening um, online is to open up two tabs on your computer because one of the most important things that I can do is to is to just give you the keys. I'm not here to be your teacher. I'm not here to be anything but a person who gives you the keys to start you on your path and, and be able to show you something different. So please open up two tabs. And the first tab um, that I want you to open up, and I want you to open up a Google page, and I want you to Google, it's Noah, N-O-A-H, Noah, Webster Dictionary. 1828 online. So that's Noah Webster's 1828 online dictionary. And just click on it, uh, you know, when it comes up. 
<clears throat> and then on your second tab that I want you to open is I want you to open another Google page and type in etymology, E-Y-T-O-M-O-L-O-G-Y, Dictionary Online. So that's etymology, Dictionary Online. And now once you have those, what we're going to end up doing is that when I'm looking up certain words, you can be looking them up. So, you know, don't believe anything I say. Do your research. Don't believe anything anyone says. Always do your research. So it's important that even as you're following along, that when I'm giving you the definition, that you're able to look them up to see and clarify for yourself because when you see it, it's a first-hand experience for you, and it will stay with you longer. Now, the, the term etymology, uh, it means root. It means origin, etymon. It means the, the beginning. And any word that you speak has that. It has a root, just like a plant or anything else. It all comes from something. Well, when you're dealing with, with a word, you always need to know what that root is because the, the meaning of a word never changes, okay? Uh, it never, ever changes no matter how many times someone wants to paint a different picture of what it means, okay? Now, that goes into the science of linguistics and language, um, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But understand that um, the meanings of words as they have been created never change, no matter what we're talking about a word 200 years ago, 500 years ago, 1,500 years ago, okay? The root of the word remains the same, and the vibration, which is the, the, <clears throat> the pronunciation, uh, which is going to go back to the meaning, is always going to stay that, okay? And so... We use that scripture, John 1, 1, and I want to paint a picture with that um, before we begin because we need to understand why it is important to understand the origin and the root of words. And if you look at that scripture, John 1, and I'm going to read it uh, from, from a Bible, and, and different Bibles will give you different, uh, you know, a couple of different words here and there. But in, a, in one of the Bibles that I have, it says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And some uh, uh, Bibles will say the Word was a God. Okay, so it tells you that right there in the beginning was the Word. Now, <clears throat> I often ask people when I'm dealing with this subject, what was the act of creation? What was that? You know, how did creation come into this sphere of time that we call now. And so with that, if anyone has a Bible, they can turn, see here, to Genesis 1, verse 3. And I'm turning to that, so excuse me. And it says, And God proceeded to say, Let light come to be. Then there came to be light. And I just want to pause at that, at that scripture, right, because that tells us enough. So if we're dealing with the act of creation, in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. And then in, John, in Genesis 1, 3, it says, God said. So the word itself was the act of creation. Okay, 
Again, I'm going to say that one more time. The word was the act of creation. It says, and God said, he said, he, he pronounced words. Those words went on to form creation. Now, and I'm, I'm, doing, I'm going through it with the Bible because many of us, this is how we, we, we deal with life sometimes. We deal with it through the eyes and the scope of the Bible, but we've never been told, taught how to read. We've been told what the Bible says. Okay, but most of us have never been told how do you read. You read by defining words and understanding context. Some things are literal and some things aren't. But you have to know the difference. You have to know the etymon of the word to understand the context in which it was saying and, and how it actually applies and to also see whether it was transliterated correctly. So right there in those scriptures, it tells you that if the word is the creator, then the most important thing that you can do is understand words because your words, will make or break your existence, but your words become so. Okay. Now, before I, before I move on into, into anything, is there any questions that you have, have about that um, before we move forward? Um, this, this is Tammy, and I actually do. I'm going to check our chat line as well. And just you all, uh, for listeners, remember you can send us your questions or comments uh, by way of chat, so if you're listening out there, you can send us the questions or comments there. And for you that are listening on the phone, you do have to select the number one, and I will pull you in. I'll, I'll let um, let let I'll just stop it, I guess, and let you know when we have a question coming. When you get to a stopping point under, I'll let you know, and then we'll do that, okay? But I have a okay. question. As you as you say that uh, the word can make or break us, um, because the word was the act of creation. So mm-hmm. um since the beginning since since the beginning of time what okay let me make sure I ask this the correct way cuz I, I have difficulty okay. trying to, to get it out there so if i am speaking words thinking that they mean a okay and and we say that words have power um mm-hmm. so if i'm speaking words and i presume that this means a. However, it means something totally different. What, how is that, does that, and how is that affecting my life since we are, before you start going any, I guess, deeper? Because some okay. people may be listening and maybe may be saying, you know, well, really, what difference does it make? Some people will say that. Um, yeah. And so for right. me, I really would like to know that. If, if, we, if, if we think it means this, because we think that, are we attracting, are we pulling that power into our life, the meaning that we think it is, or its origin, its history? Did I say that okay. right? I completely understand the question. Um, and I actually think that's one of the most important questions that we need to address, uh, and if, if this is actually a good time to do it. The answer is twofold, yes and no. Okay? You create your own existence with words, but understand that, the beginning and the formation of words were done based off of vibration. And that's, that's a whole other subject, and I'll only dip, dab into it a little bit as we go. You, you know, we'll talk about what vibrations are. But each word has a vibration. Our ancestors, 
who originated all language. All languages come out of the African dialect, okay, all of them. Uh, English is not a language. Uh, in, order to have a, in order to be a language, you have to have a script, a text. There is no English script. English script comes out of Greek letters. Greek letters come out of the ancient metanetic. Okay, so that's important to understand because our ancestors who invented all these different things that we're dealing with deal with things based on their vibration. Now, the way we speak them now is completely different, and this is the reason why the world <clears throat> is in a lot of the turmoil it's in is because the world operates off of vibration, okay? And because that vibration is off, then and, and the world is off. So when you speak of a word, okay, for instance, now let's go back to 19... Do you remember when Michael Jackson's I'm Bad uh, album came out? Yes, I remember okay, the album. What, about 92, 94, somewhere around there. Is that about right? Mm, no, a little, little, bit, little, like little bit before, 80s. Yeah, was like the 80s. Was it bad? Okay. So, I think so. What does the word bad mean? <laughs> now, you want us to answer that for you? Yeah, I mean, let, let's talk about it because, I mean, this is how we have to deal with the words. We have to talk about this because okay. I don't want to deal with words that are not important. Some of these things that we're saying, you can think it means one thing, but if you don't understand the vibration, oh, you can you can send yourself an intelligence. And so when we look at Michael Jackson coming out saying, I'm bad, what, is that, what does bad mean? You know, do you? Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the videos that I, I sent to you, but do you do you know what the word "bad" means at this point? Um, uh, for me, I've um, I've looked at the definition. It's been a while since. Well, not the definition, okay. but the uh, the etymology of it. It's been a while since I've looked at it. Um, but it's. I know it's not meaning something terrible, or it's not meaning something so-called evil or whatever, it really means something, it really means something good, but I can't put my, I can't put my finger on it. Like, like for an example, like the word sad. A lot of people think sad means gloomy and, and you're just depressed and all that, but no, sad, etymology part of it, it deals with the word satiety, and satiety, that word deals with the word full of, you're satisfied. Um, but bad, I can't remember exactly what it meant, but I know it means something good. It doesn't mean anything like terrible or you did something wrong. I, I know that, but... Okay, okay. So the reason why the word bad becomes so important is because we use it in our community in a, in, in a few different contexts. And I'll go into some of those a little bit later of how we communicate and how our communication has been has been taken from us, okay? So remember that, or let me put it out there, that English is considered an equivocal language, okay? The word equivocal means to have a double meaning, okay? Now, the other part of that word equivocal, it means to have a double meaning with the intention to deceive. That's important to have a double meaning with the intention to deceive. So 
of the language that we're dealing with in itself is meant to deceive us. So it's meant to get you to, to speak gloom, death, all these things into your existence. That is, the, that is the, the reason and the art of and for deception. So the word bad, I'm, I'm going to read it. <clears throat> now, I have a dictionary. It's a, it's a Webster's International Dictionary. It's the second edition, and it's under bridge. This dictionary was, I think, um, I'm looking at it, it's, it's 1952. And the dictionary itself, and I think on your last show I talked about having these dictionaries. This dictionary, um, let me see, give an accurate page count here because it's 3,214 pages. That's, that's the, the amount of pages in this dictionary. But not only is it 3,200 and some pages, it's also uh, an 11 by 14. So when you compare it with your, your dictionary that you have, it, it's, it makes them basically throw them away. If you have a Webster's Dictionary uh, that is modern, throw it away. Those aren't the meaning of the word. But let's, get, let's go back to bad so I don't, I don't lose that. So the word bad is an adjective. Um, compare worse. So whenever you see the word, when it tells you to compare something or look at something, you need to do that whenever you're using the dictionary. You also look at the brackets. Okay, a lot of this we're dealing with is third-grade grammar. Um, but as adults, of course, we all lose it. Okay, so bad, worse, middle English, M-E means middle English, bad, B-A-D, B-A-D-D-E, okay, probably French, um, let's see here, Bedell. Um, now, here's the meaning of the word Bedell. Now, remember, Bedell is where the word bad comes from, okay? The word Bedell means hermaphrodite. Now, the word Bedelling means an effeminate fellow of the nature of evil, especially of moral evil, wicked, vicious, perverted. So the word bad means an effeminated fellow or hermaphrodite. Now, Michael Jackson kept saying I'm bad. So what did he become? Because when the, when the album came out, he was a little bit different. But that vibration of I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad became his reality. And most of us would never know that it means a feminized or an hermaphrodite. But you, but you see how that meaning became so important within the understanding of the English language and what we say. Because what you say you will become. What you say is what you are. Michael Jackson called himself bad, so he became more feminized, a more feminized fellow. You know, even within the word, let's talk about the word grammar. Because we often send our kids to grammar school. Now, when I started to get, this is one of the first words that I started to deal with when I started to get into etymology and linguistics was grammar because it was brought to me and, and my teacher or the person who I used to say I watched their videos and things like that was Jaffa Bay and Taj Tariq Bay. And they deal with some of the words and so on and so forth. But when uh, they got to the word grammar, it was most interesting because we all send our kids to grammar school. 
And so if you're on your computer uh, or if you have a dictionary, look up that word, grammar, G-R-A-M-M-E-R. Now, what you're going to find is that <clears throat> I can't remember all the different um, origins of it, but I do remember the words themselves. So I'm not going to turn every single word to, go, to do it that way because it would take too much time. But the word, is, I think, comes from a Middle English word, grammar, grammar or grammier, G-R-A-M-A-Y-E. Okay, and there's different spellings for it. But the word grammar means to cast a spell. But you send your children to grammar school every day, and it means to cast a spell. So now let's think about what are we sending our children to have done to them. We're sending our children to have spells cast on them. On purpose, as adults, this is what we do with our children every day. Because you send them to grammar school because they told you to send them to grammar school, but you never looked up the word grammar and never got into the parts of speech and the antimony of it. So then when our children come home and they start to act up, then we get a, a better sense of what's happening to them when they go to school. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are you following me so far? Is, um, is, is, is what I'm saying pretty, pretty clear at this point with, with, these diff, with these different words? It's getting there. It's getting there. As you were talking about bad, I mean, my, my mind kind of got stuck there. I, I was actually doing some study and came across one video that were t- was talking about grammar, so I found out a little bit about that in watching that video. But I remember bad being such a um, popular word when I was growing up. I remember just kids being saying, stop being bad or you're so bad and that kind of thing. Um, and it took, when you were talking about that, it, it took me back to that place, you know, where young kids are told, you know, and I know we, we, we shouldn't say that, but that was the word. That was the common word for for um, the era that I grew up in. Well, let me ask you, what, what do our kids look like now? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean seriously. I going to go with that. I mean, because we need to go there. I mean, because that's just the truth. It is what it is. You know, we didn't told them what they are, and now they're acting it out, and then we're blaming them. Yeah. But you didn't told your son he's bad, and then you walk, running while he's walking around in tight pants pulled down, which comes out of out of a prison culture for homosexuality. But you don't want to tell him he's bad, so don't get mad when he acts it out. Okay. You know, and, and but you don't you know if you don't know what you're saying, we say a lot of things like that. You know, so, we, uh, so when you ahead, said, so when you answered my question, yes and no to um, my question, which was basically, then what are we are are we attracting what the meaning that we think it is, um, or? what it really means, and the yes and the, you said yes and no, so does that mean yes. it depends on the person, or what, what, what does, where does the no well, come in? The, the no comes in at the fact that words are based off of vibration, and because we are so far out of who we are supposed to be as natural, harmonic, nature-like people, that we don't understand fully vibration, meaning that when the ancestors sat down, because remember, 
that in the origin of civilizations there was no writing. Okay, and the reason where there was no writing is there, there was various reasons. I said there, there there wasn't writing. There was no need for writing at that point. But when writing came about, <clears throat> it was part of the reason was because we had dropped our nature. Okay. And we had, had come down to a lower form of nature where we needed to operate on a different plane because some of our abilities we no longer possess, um, such as mental telepathy, such as being able to talk without words, such as understanding, um, you know, different aspects of nature and how to communicate without having to do that. Most First communications with words came out of grunts and moans that meant certain things. Okay, you may have um, a word such as the word nigger. Now, this is a good time to deal with that word because that's a vibration. Now, the word nigger, we hear all the the, the kids, the brothers and sisters in the neighborhood, and even all the the different Anglo-Saxons and uh, you know the other. Uh, people are, uh, from from Asia and the Middle East and all these different places, nigga this, nigga that, nigga this. But we don't know, understand the vibration that it came from. And when they first formed this word, it had a vibration that went to it that was supposed to uplift you. And so in order for you to all of a sudden change the vibration of something, then you have to go back to understanding that, and that's not somewhere we're at right now the best thing that we can do is to actually understand the words that we're using and use them correctly. And then when we get back to an elevated form of spirituality within ourselves, which is not going to be now, then our children can, can redo language properly. But we are not spiritually aware enough to even deal with vibrations that way. We're just not. It would be great, but we're not. We, we have fallen too far, you know, and the reason I bring up the word nigga and its vibration is because the word nigga in etymology goes back to the word, um, or actually let me tell in a story form. So our brothers and sisters, our ancestors out of, out of Africa, traveling down the road, they meet up with these Anglo-Saxons out of Rome. Okay, the Romans, uh, the, the European Romans at that time. And when they encounter them, they say to them, who are you? Our ancestors say, Nda, N-G-T. It's an N-G-T sound. Remember, there's no, no vowels. Okay, at this point in time, there's no vowels. Vowels are new in the world. Okay, so it was a vibration. It was Nda. That was the word. Now, <clears throat> The Anglo-Saxons at this time could not speak any of our, our languages nor our dialect, okay? And so this was a problem within communication. So eventually, uh, long story short, I want to move forward, you know, without giving the, how it became, went into their culture, but it ends up becoming the word negro, okay? So it goes from inta to negro. Now, the, then when the, the Anglo-Saxons came over here and the Spanish came over here, and when I say Spanish, I don't mean people of, of, hue, of hue or of color. I mean European Spanish, 
came over here during the slave trade and when they enslaved us over here in our tribes. They, they, they take that word negro and put it into the English dialect and it became nigger. Now, when they used that word nigger, they added a certain power to that word because it came when we were getting beat, when, we were, when our women were getting uh, molested or raped. You nigger, you nigger, you nigger. So eventually the word nigger became a social condition, okay? It became a social condition. And this is why our ancestors hated it so much. Now, but the interesting part is when you dive into that, you find out that your ancestors were told that they could not read for 200 years. And for 200 years, you lost your history. And when you were able to read, you were given improper books with improper terms. You were given an equivocal language. And now we've taken this word nigger and we've implanted it back into the community as nigger, which gets a little bit closer to nigger, 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 inta. It's all phonetically about the same. But guess what? The word inta means king, K-I-N-G. It means king. But you don't know your history and you didn't know the history of your language. So you get mad when the kids say nigger. But the truth is nigger means king. But if you don't know the vibration, if you don't understand where it came from, and it was a word that was used to uplift you, and that you were called nigger or naga, niger, all over the world. But you get mad now when you hear it. And then you hear some people, uh, you know, some of the younger folks uh, our age, that, you know, they'll say, well, we've taken this word and we've made it into a positive. The truth is it never was a negative. But if you ask them what does it mean, they don't know. But our ancestors knew they understood the vibration. It means king. It was an uplifting term. Now, if you go further into the word, the word naki comes from the same word, the, N, the N-K-T. Okay, Z and K are interchangeable in language. In linguistics, they're, they're all the same. Remember that all these are coming off of the metanatal or the hieroglyph. And what they did is when they created the, the Roman block in, in, in the English language, uh, they took different sounds and made them a broad amount of letters. So S-H, C-H, the same thing. Okay, this is where you get into the deception because you created too much stuff and then with the same letters and changed the sounds a little bit. But the word uh, naki, now the word naki means king or royalty. The word naki, you add an S to it and it becomes what? Snake. But the snake in ancient times did not represent what the Bible is teaching you are represented. It actually represented a form of energy within inside of your body. And, it, and, it, and this is why we deal with snakes a lot in our ancient community. 
because our vibration and the snake's vibration we was similar because of, of, of a different type of understanding that I won't go into. But I'm just giving you the context of where these words are, are going and how they've shifted on you. So you have Naki, and then they add the symbol of the snake, because the symbol of the snake is the S. That's where you get the form of the S. It's the snake. And so that's your word, Naki, nigga, nikta. And it's the same word. But that was a vibration. So you can't change the vibration now because you, your vibration, my vibration is so off that it's going to take us a while, our children, to do that. That's what, that'll be our children's job. So our job now is to elevate ourselves spiritually to where we can get ourselves back on the right vibration so that our children can reinvent, or excuse me, not even reinvent, go back to the understanding of vibration and, and understanding of, of linguistics and language. Because right now, we just got to relearn ourselves. So that's could, a yes could and you, a no. Could you, could you, could, I know you, I know that we don't want to go deep into vibration, but, like, could you just, for the sake of this show, kind of explain a little bit, just just maybe in a, in, in a sentence or a few words, like when you say the vibration, tell us more about that as, as it relates to those words and when we speak them. Um, and then I want to share something with you. Uh, well, maybe let me share this first. Because as you were talking, it, it brought me back to, to a conversation Cody and I was having Friday um, about back in time, you know, we didn't have as much TV, of course, so you didn't have your local weather channels and things like that. And we were talking about the tsunami and how they had spoke, spoke about the animals. Um, they, for the most part, they had already left the area because they 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 are able to sense that something in the something is coming. Some the things have changed, the atmosphere or or maybe even the vibration. I'm not sure, but something has changed. And they were talking about how, how they had left, and it reminded me of back in in the day where people talked where they knew when it was going to rain uh, just by being. Um, probably so because they were not so distracted as we are today and they were probably more spiritually connected because for me, if you, if, if you can get a glimpse of nature, you can see so much through nature, so much about our world and spirituality and so forth. So that when you were talking, it reminded me of the conversation we were having um, just about people back in the day being able to know when it was going to rain or know when something like a tsunami is going to come. Just, just, just know it without relying on news weathermen that, for the most part, they're wrong most of the time anyway. Um, does that have anything to do with vibration, or, we, or am I kind of taking that on wrong? No, it, it has everything to do with vibration, honestly. Um, to, to answer that shortly, um, the, when we're dealing with the vibrations, okay, Everything around us is a vibration. What we call sound, sound is a vibration that, that is transformed uh, by different parts of our body and our eardrum into what we call words, but it's really a vibration, okay? Now, to understand vibration and what it does to you, okay, we'll use certain sounds, and I'll show with those sounds, I'll show you how these things play on your, um, your conscious and your subconscious. Okay, even if you're in your home and 
passing by your home is a police car, and a police car's uh, lights are on and the siren is on, okay, that siren, even though you're in no danger in your home, when you hear that siren, your heart flutters because the vibration of that horn is related to a fear response. If, if you were to hear someone scream and you're not in front of them, good or bad, you have a fear response from that vibration, your heart flutters. Okay, when your heart flutters, your, your blood pressure rises, and your, and your subconscious mind actually begins to wake up because you have a fight or flight response. Now, if you hear the vibration that the word, someone says, I love you, it's calming. It automatically calms you, and it'll calm you even in a way that makes you excited depending on who's saying it, but it's a, it's a vibration. Now, if you look at the drum. The drum is related to the heart. This is the sacred science of sound that we're dealing with. The drum itself is related to the heart. So our ancestors knew that, and they knew that by playing the drum, they could awaken certain energies inside of you by, because the drum is attached to your heart. So when you heard certain drum beats, your, your heart will start to mimic whether you know it or not, when you listen to music, your heart starts to mimic the drum pattern of the music. Okay? That drum pattern, that vibration, okay, is either going to raise your consciousness or lower it. Now, to understand what that vibration is, it, if you're getting in front of a woofer or a tweeter, no matter what it is, you just turn your radio up and you'll feel the air being pushed. That's a vibration. That is vibration right there. That, that the in-between spot of you, between you and the speaker, when the words come, it gives off that vibration, and you feel it pushing against you. That's vibration. And words are vibration. There, there's actually a study that is on, and you can see this on YouTube, and maybe I'll attach it to um, the show after, the show uh, Facebook page or something. But there's a study that went on that shows that if you take a glass of water and you take um, some music, different music will actually change the formation of the crystals within water. So if you put on, let's say, an orchestra, it'll get into what's called sacred geometry, and it'll start to make all type of hexagons and all type of complex patterns within the water. So what you do is you take a speaker, put it next to water, keep, keep the music playing for about 30 minutes, and then you take that water and you freeze it. When you freeze it, after it freezes, you take it out, you put it under a microscope, and then you can see the patterns of the water. Now... When you, when you get into more complex music that are of a high frequency or, better word, a high vibration, the, the patterns become more complex because it's raising the consciousness of the water. 
when you get into a low vibration, low frequency, such as rock and roll, modern rap, you'll notice that the the vibration of the water becomes more spacey because it's lowered now. To understand that, to bring it into how we should see how important these things are, is because you're made up of what? Three-fourths water. Your body is three-fourths water. So when you're listening to modern rap, when you're listening to rock and roll, those vibrations also change your chemical structure. They either raise it or lower it. And this is a fact. It's not up for debate. It's not an opinion. It's a science. And so this is how music can either elevate you or trap you. Our ancestors knew that. This is why we deal with the science of sound. And this is how the first words were formed. The first words that were formed gave your body a certain response for elevation. We had no words for prison. We had no words for homeless, rape, none of that, because we were on a different vibration. There was no words in ancient texts for rape, uh, no words for homeless, jail, none of that. You will not find it. It has never been seen. That's modern because of vibration change. And so these vibrations can heal or destroy. And they're doing it with or without your consent or your knowledge because you gave consent when you, when you put yourself in those situations. That was your consent. For the, for the vibration to change you. So when you see an animal who is able to, they're so connected to nature because an animal is nature. You used to be nature. You used to be nature, okay? But now you're not. So you don't know when it's raining, when it's going to rain. The animals do. But you used to be a defensive too because our ancestors had a saying, as above, so below, as within, so without. Because we all, we realized at this point that there was no such thing as being on earth. There was no such thing as the heaven. There was no such thing as the ocean. We were all one. Mm -hmm. So you could not be a part of nature. You were nature. You knew how to communicate with nature. You knew how to communicate in and out of nature. You knew how to communicate with animals because you were not separate. You separated yourself now. So now you are against nature. So nature is now against you. You, were, you used to be a part of the animals. Now that you're separate from them, so now the animals are against you. You once, at one point, because your vibration was right, you can live next, next to a snake and he would never bother you. They do that now in certain parts of Africa. You can Google it on YouTube and you'll find it where they are sneak, sneaking next to snakes and snakes never bother them. It's a different vibration they're giving off. Wow. So I hope that, you know, if that answered it. <sighs> it, it, more, it. It more than answered it. We actually have a caller. Um, you've gotten Cody out of his seat. I'm thinking he's going to jump through the ceiling here in a minute. <laughs> 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 but we have a caller. Uh, yeah, Anthony, you're on with us? Yes. How are you doing this How evening? How are you? 
Great, great, great. This is an excellent show. Um, first of all, Tammy, thanks for bringing this to the forefront because a lot of people don't like to talk about things. But um, from what I've been listening, this brother is, is really head-on with vibrations, sound like he's talking a lot of metaphysics, and it's something that we need to talk about more. You know, monthly shows, weekly shows need to talk about these type, type of topics because this is exactly what's going on. Um, I did experiment myself kind of similar to the brothers where I took um, two glasses <clears throat> and I put them in the freezer. But before I put them in the freezer, oh, I, put, I labeled them with white tape. I said negative energy and positive energy. With the positive energy, I went in the room, I meditated, I said nothing but positive affirmations, and I put that in the freezer. With the negative energy, I pretty much did all type of negative things. I thought negative thoughts. I said negative things to it, and I put that in the freezer. When I opened the freezer up about maybe oh, 30 minutes, 40 minutes later, the negative energy glass had broken all into the freezer, and the positive energy glass had like a really crystal diamond light. It looked beautiful. <laughs> That's a vibration, what my brother was, is, was talking about. Another thing, I used to have allergies real bad. Now, I used to. I don't even have them anymore because what I would do is listen to some, like some old semantic um, African drum beats and just lay in a meditative state and it would just heal my entire body. My nose would start running. My allergy was run out me because I was on that vibration. So anyway, what this brother is saying, you have to listen to. We are able to heal every single aspect within us if we have a higher vibration through music. I think I mentioned that before on one of your other past shows. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. This brother's pretty much explained it. I just kind of want to add to it to let people know that it is a lot of brothers out here that understand this, but we have to get to a level that more of us are understanding it and more of us are talking about it. So, Tammy, thank you for bringing this show to the forefront. It needs to be brought out a lot more. And, brother, keep doing what you're doing. Peace out, yeah. Thank you. Do you have any questions for Anthony um, before he gets off? And, Anthony, be sure to, to tell us about your show. I always do that when you come on. So do, do you have anything for, for Anthony? Any questions? Not, not, not really any questions, but... You know, I always look, and when I listen to brothers, you know, like him speak, you know, I always realize that there are some within the community who are waking up from this scale. And we mm-hmm. need brothers like him who we are coming in contact with because that brother, like you said, he learned it, and he became a scientist of it. He went inside of his own home and, and, and did the test. That, that is science. Science is based on facts. What he did is that he went to go find the facts. Let me see if it's true. And now he can he has a test a testimony he can give to people. That's based on science. And so I always I commend him for doing that because we need that. You know, we, we, we need that within our community. We have to get off of the spookism. We're so detached from nature and so detached from ourselves that all we deal with now is spookism. So I appreciate you, brother. Okay. Hotel, brother. Anthony, you yeah. want to tell us when your show airs and about your radio show? Oh, yes. Um, every Sunday, um, 2 p.m. Central Time, um, you know, we talk about topics similar to this one. Um, you, know, you know, I had Dr. Phil Valentine on my show August 25th talking about spirituality versus religion. And you was there, Tammy, when I had Dr. Booker T. Coleman talking about education. And he kind of touched a little bit about spirituality, but I'm going to get him back to talk more about that as well. So, you know, like I say, just to... Sorry about that, my phone was buzzing. But just to, um, 
you know, elaborate on tonight's subject, you know, we need to just figure out a way and collaborate where we can bring this to the forefront at least once a month through your show, my show, what have you. So great job. Great job, you guys. And I'm going to let you well, guys I'll know. Make, that you too can do anything okay. to help. Yeah. Okay, Brilliant. and I'll make sure you okay. guys Okay. Oh, no problem. No problem. Hotel, okay. brother. Hotel. You know, when, just to kind of. Uh, Cody has something he wants to add. Okay, okay, go ahead. You know, just real quickly, I remember watching that documentary called Hidden Colors, um, dealing with black mm-hmm. people's world history. And I remember uh, it was um, some after some some more, which in Europe they also call them black amours as well because that that meant black, dark skin. Um, that uh, it was this guy he had made um, this string instrument like a guitar, but mm-hmm. he added like a I think a fourth or a fifth string. And that was for uh, for plasma that was in your body to like remove uh, to like heal your body, um, really just to physically heal your body. And that just right. reminds me of uh, of the of the vibrations. Vibrations are real. And I remember seeing uh, that water test with the crystals and all that when you freeze the water. And it's, this okay. is some pretty interesting stuff. And 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 uh, without without being um, too so far off the subject. Um, this just reminds me of how our ancestors, they knew these things and they was connected with nature, but some sort of event or some sort of interaction with other people, I guess, was functioning under a lower vibration. We became, our vibrations was lowered, so now we're in this so-called modern-day westernized world, you know, where we think, but we're thinking on a on a low vibration, I suppose, and we're and we're not thinking as naturally, or we're not thinking naturally at all, basically. And um, I mean, this this stuff is really be, uh, continually to make sense to me as I get more and more into it. And it's also reminding me of like the metaphysics, but I don't want to get so deep into it because probably a lot of folks are not have not yet just really got too deep into that. But yeah, this is some. This is something we need to really look more into. I mean, for real, though. I mean, yeah. I, I have a question before before we go any further. Well, more of a statement because let's say, of course, we're so um, because I, I must admit, the first time I heard about, and I believe Cody was the one that kind of slightly introduced me to it, and from there, I just started hearing, you know, every now and then, but but quite a bit. I just kept continued to hear it, hear people studying, hear people talking about it. So it became of some interest. But in the back of my mind, I thought, what, 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 what real difference does it really make? I kind of took on that position of feeling like it means what it will take on the, I guess I'll say, vibration or the power that I uh, perceive it to be. Now I must say, after hearing you and hearing a lot more about it, then I, I, I feel like I need to do a lot more studying on it. But here's my question or statement. What would you say for those people who feel like, um, and I want to give reference that you started it out with, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And I think, I, I feel like you did that for a real purpose here now that I've really heard what you said here. Because what would you say if someone says that we are when we when we talk about things like this, so we start to depend on the vibration and the and, and nature and things like that, that we're taking God out of it, taking spirituality out of it. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, what would you say if if someone um, 
pose that question or comment or that thought? Well, I think it's a good question. Um, first thing I would tell them to do is define God. I mean, that's okay. literally the first statement that would come out of my mouth, define God. And when okay. you define God, you're going to realize that, it go, that it's a 500-year-old word. The word is high German. It comes from the word got or get, G-O-T or G-U-T-T, okay? That came from the study of the Aryan studying ancient Africa, ancient Kemet and Nubia. Okay, we had a, a form of spirituality, okay? Mm-hmm. And that spirituality they called gut or gut. And that ends up becoming the word God. The word gut or gut means to invoke. That's what the word means. It means to invoke. So, again, you know, as we're touching on, we're dealing with spookisms. You, we have been taught, <clears throat> and I think Cody made a great point when he said, somehow it got turned around. So we need to kind of deal with that turnaround because that goes back into your question as to when people say, well, you're taking God out of it. Well, <clears throat> the question becomes what, is, what does the word God mean and who is God? And you can define it by whatever you want to define it with, but when you define it by the actuality, history, what the ancient understandings were, and your Bible speaks to it, the Torah speaks to it, the Quran speaks to it, no matter what book you look in, no matter what form of spirituality you go to, they all go back to one, which was the ancient spiritual system coming out of ancient Akebalon. Akebalon is what you call mistakenly Africa. And that spiritual system was based on, <clears throat> was maternal, nature oracle, excuse me. So I'm going to go back into that, and then I'll come back forward to kind of, go over how we fail, and then what does it mean to take God out of it? Because we need to deal with the ancient understanding of, of God. And if you go back into the ancient text and you get into our, our ancestors, you'll realize that our whole system of being was governed maternally. It was a matriarch. And what that meant is that <clears throat> the woman was defined as the ruler. She was the person who we would now call the high priest because she was the only one who invoked, uh, because she was an emotional, uh, a creature of feeling. She was the one who could most communicate with the creator because the creator is based off of feeling. So you have to feel that vibration or that message. She was the one who was best capable to do that. So she actually took the information back to the men who were the protectors who were or what we now would call a king of her. But she was the actual ruler. And she was put on a high uh, the throne because everybody came through her stargate and through her fallopian tubes. She, had the, she embodied the essence of creation. She was given the gift of creation. 
there's no man who can dispute that. It's not disputable. It's not an opinion. It's fact because all of us have the same, the exact same birthmark, which is your umbilical cord. And if anyone can tie their umbilical cord back to a man, please send me that picture because I need that. But until we can, then the creator needs to go back to the umbilical cord. And the umbilical cord goes back to the woman. This is where you get the word heritage. And we have to deal with parts of speech, prefix, root, suffix. The word heritage has the root word her. Her. Because everything comes through her. And so what happened is with this fall, we failed because we started to disrespect her. This was the great fall. She started to disrespect herself, and then she taught her son because the woman is the first teacher, and she is the creator here on, on this plane. The man has fertilizer. That's not, that's not up for debate. No man has a seed. That comes out of a patriarchal system that Europe gave you. You have fertilizer. She has a seed. You fertilize her seed. Well, when she started to disrespect herself, she, she started to fall. Then she taught her sons to disrespect her. Remember, she is the first teacher. So she taught her sons to disrespect her. So then they began to disrespect her, and then eventually her sons start to want to remove her off the throne. This is why when you get to the 18th dynasty, you see Hafshatsut, and, and, and Hafshatsut has strife between her and the men because they no longer recognize that she was the true ruler. This was our fault. So then as we fail, we became we began to be invaded. That's when you see the Hyksos coming in and all these different foreign invaders. The Hyksos uh, were, were, were the children of the Anglo-Saxons, the Caucasus men, people coming off the Caucasus Mountain, people who you now call European. Those were the Hyksos coming into ancient uh, Kemet, Anubia, or uh, Tamare. And when we, when we began to be invaded, we took on the Anglo-Saxons' way of doing things. Now, their way of doing things came out of them coming out of the Ice Age. Now, during the Ice Age, the, the men there were hunters, and they had to go find food every day or how many ever times a week or a month, whatever the case may be. But it was a fight because they're dealing with degrees, temperatures that we'll never understand. So every time they went out there, they're dealing with big woolly mammoths or whatever they want to, you know, call those animals. But they were some of them were huge, uh, coated with a lot of fur, so on and so forth. But it was life-staking, not painstaking. Every time you went out, you were risking your life. Well, that puts strife in between the male and the female because the more times that we lay down and have sexual intercourse and you produce a child, that means that I have to get more food. That means that I have to keep risking my life more. So you you become a burden, and along with your children, your children are a burden too. You and your children are a burden. So now, because you're a burden, I, I, I no longer want to tolerate and deal with you. So now we have strife. So then that introduces the system of cannibalism, 
and the system of patriarchy. So the, the caucus man and caucus woman began to separate themselves, and the men started to uh, take over everything that the women used to do. And it, it, eventually, eventually they pushed the women out. Now, I'm not saying they didn't keep some because evidently they kept some, kept some or they wouldn't be here now. But this is what happened up there. And so they changed the way that the world, the world went in their scope. This is where you get homosexuality coming down out of the caucus mound because the men began to sleep with each other because, hey, we can do, I can do everything to you that I'm doing to this woman and you don't produce a seed. As nasty as they may sound, it is what it is. This is what was going on. So they came down and they introduced these systems to us. We accepted them. We became patriarchal. We began to think that semen was a seed, which is nonsense. That's just some liquid stuff that, that, if you, that doesn't do anything. That's just fertilizer. And so then we bought into these four different forms of religion. Now, the word religion, if you go back to its Old English meaning means the study <clears throat> means circle, excuse me. No, church means circle. Religion was meant the study of the stars. So religion goes back to astronomy and astrology. But we took on this form of religion that they had, and that form of religion meant that you no longer would look at yourself as a part of nature. You look at yourself as independent from the universe. You look for something outside of you to save you. So then you, you, they took the, <clears throat> uh, what would it be, the, uh, the understanding of Asan, Aset, and Haru, and they introduced you to Jesus, Mary, Mary Magdalene, and all these other people. Now, what's interesting is that when I'm talking to people who are Christians, and, and, and we're still dealing with etymology. I don't want anything to think, anyone to think we're not, but we're, we're going, we're zigzagging because, when we're dealing with etymology, it's going to take us back and forth. So now when you get to the word Jesus, the letter J didn't come around until the 14th or 1500s. So there was never a person named Jesus ever that ever existed. You just wasn't. That's not an opinion. It's not me slandering Jesus because there was no, never a person named Jesus because 14th or 1500s is recent. So the ancient name was Yahshua. Now, if you break down the name Yahshua, Yah means male, Wa is female. Now, the person who they call Jesus says that he was a great uh, mediator, or a, I'm, I'm missing the scripture, but uh, the person who brought everyone together, where the word Shu means to bring together. Yah means male, Wa means female in ancient texts. Shu means to bring together. Yahshua. That's the origin of the name. So we can't take God out of it because we see God every day, the invoker. The invoker is the one that's the only one who can create. That's just a fact. But you were tied to nature. You failed because the woman started to disrespect herself and then she us to disrespect ourselves by disrespecting her. So I don't know if that answers or, or you know, answers that, any of those questions. Is there anything that? I'm kind of just, uh, I'm sitting here just in awe about, I mean, 
again, I, I have, as I told you, I was going to be learning. You were going to have to take this one over because I just, I, I, I hear people say a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and because I don't know and because we don't take the time to really research. Now, I've heard so many different things about, um, you know, different names for God and so forth, and, 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 of course, we have the different religions, and, again, we want to keep it where we are, but... Like you said, there's no real way to, to talk about this and not, not bring spirituality into it. So I'm glad you made that point that there's no way to take God out of it. Um, you can't. So it, it's just, I, I'm, I'm kind of floored. I'm in, I'm in awe, and it makes me want to study a bit more. Um, you kind of had me at, at bad, uh, again, because I went back to <laughs> the time where we right. heard that word so often, just you're, you're bad, and you're, you're, you're stop being bad or you're bad. So you kind of had me there uh, as you talked about the meaning of that. So I, my head's kind of full. I'm looking at Cody like I feel dumb is what I told him. I said, I feel really dumb right now. <laughs> mm. so. Well, you know, that, that's, <clears throat> we all have a, have a genesis. You know, we all have a beginning, you know, and, the the thing is, we what we have to do is we really do have to start going back and, and defining these words. You know, you look at the word Genesis. The word Genesis, the root word, and, and before I even go into Genesis, let's deal a little bit with third grade grammar. You learn your prefix, your suffix, and your root. That's third grade grammar, and all of us forget it. I say 95% of us forget it by the time we hit fifth grade. And because we forget it, we no longer look at the word. But the word, even the word Genesis has the root word genes. The, the last word of that is Isis. Genes of Isis is, where, is what the word Genesis comes from. The word Adam comes from the word atom or atom. Now, when you say the word Adam, the D and the T, remember that they're the same. Well, the word atom or atom goes back <clears throat> to, the, to the lowest form of molecule that we have, the, the thing that everything comes from, the atom. The word Eve means the beginning. Eve means beginning. And it also means evolution, to evolve. And this is when you get into study of the words. And, again, I told everyone to look up those websites because that's you can start studying. That, that etymology uh, website, it has a lot of truth on it, but hurry up and study because they're changing it. They're changing a lot of these words because you're waking up. And hey, I was going to ask up, that. When, do you think, why do you feel that so many people are, and maybe you just answered that question because people are, are waking up, um, because it seems like this is becoming, the interest is becoming um, just more popular. I was able to find a, a, a good number of things on, on YouTube, some of them you gave me as well. And so I guess is that the answer? Do you think that people are becoming interested because of the way that the world has ended up? We look at the children. We look at at how we, as the Bible said, we, we, we create evil, um, now, there's things that are happening in this world today that I, for one, never would have imagined happening, um, in spite of churches being on every corner, in spite of people saying, 
um, that their way is the right way and you're going to hell if you don't believe just as I do. In spite of all those things, you know, we have all this evil that, that's lurking around and people, to me, seem prone to it. They, they expect evil to happen and what they'll say is just fulfillment of the Bible. Well, I read, I read my Bible too and I, I see that there's a great number of promises in there um, and I believe it's, it's is it Chronicles Chronicles that said if my people were called by my name, you know, would turn away, basically. I don't know exactly how that goes. I believe it's Chronicles. But it's just why do you feel that people are are engaging or going this way? Um, And I know you said maybe because they're waking up, but any other reason? And and then when did you start? How long have you been studying? Well, the the easiest question to answer is how long I've been studying. (laughs) The... um, I've been I've been studying um, shucks, for about three or four years, so a relatively um, short amount of time involved. Uh, but it was such a fast awakening because of how I take in information and how it was presented to me. That's the, I mean that's the short short of that. Uh, but now I've actually been engaged. Okay, so I've been engaged in studying and asking questions probably for 20, at least 20 years. Uh, okay. But I've I actually been engaged in finding answers the correct way for about three or four. So my questioning started over 20 years ago, and so I came in contact 20 years ago um, with a lot of misinformation because the lie is, is, is the truth, excuse me, is, shadowed beneath about seven layers of lies. Mm. And so I came in contact with all these different layers for, for probably about 16, 15 years. And then every now and then I would be sprinkled some truth, okay? And, you know, my truth would come in the form of, of Dr. Clark or Dr. Ivan, Ivan uh, Van Serdemus. You know, I would, I would actually tap into these brothers by accident. Uh, but at the same time me tapping into them, um, I was still tapping into the misinformation, you know, and there's so much out there. And that's why, again, I gave those websites, that dictionary, and, and, and so it's because you need to have a channel to start getting to the root or the truth. You know, people are waking up because we have no choice, and that's a loaded question, and that really is dealing with cosmology and astronomy as to why people are waking up, and that's, a, that's dealing with the different energies that are coming in. You know, when you kept hearing in the 60s, uh, there was a song, okay, and the song was, uh, it might have been the 70s, um, but it was a song that said, uh, this is the age of Aquarius. You remember that song? That was I a don't. disco song. Uh, shaking his head. Yeah, okay. he Aquarius. I, I remember I that don't. song, yes. Okay, you remember you that know, song? Even I back then, but yeah, I heard it before. Okay, well, that song is actually dealing with us entering the information age. And so our ancestors, when we're dealing with astronomy and astrology, and, and see, this is another thing that becomes foreign to us. And, and I always think it's interesting because, and, and it's not to slander, but I'm going to speak frankly about it. Uh, but whenever I'm talking to most Christians, most Christians are usually the most ignorant, meaning not knowing about the subject of astronomy and astrology because you're taught that that's demonic Oh, that's wrong. This and that. Now, that interests me because in the Bible, if you read in the Bible, it tells you that what led 
the three wise men to Jesus was the stars. And, and, and so how do you say that astronomy and astrology is wrong, but the three wise men found your, the so-called Savior by reading the stars? So why are you so afraid to read them yourself? See, that doesn't make sense. But that song called This is the Age of Aquarius goes back to our ancient understanding. You have what was called a long day. The long day was 26,000 years. And then you had short days, which were divided by 12, the 12 signs of the zodiac, which, which came down to 2,160 years, I think it is. I could be a little bit off on the number, but that, that is good enough. 2,160 times 12 ends up at, 12, at right about 26,000. So each one of those 12 signs of the zodiac um, <clears throat> represents a different age. We were coming out of the age of Pisces, which represented being in pieces or scattered. Our ancestor Agnaden knew that we were entering the age of Pisces. And Agnaden, he was the first person to bring monotheism into ancient Nubia. When he brought in monotheism, he took all of it, because we ended up worshiping these different gods when we took all, started to continue to take on the traits of the people who started to come in and attack ancient Africa. Okay, so when we took on those traits, we took on starting to worship God. Okay, because we never worship God. So that, that's, that's, that's trickology. Your people have never, ever, ever, up until the invasion, worshiped God. That's a lie. Okay? We deal with signs and symbols, and every single thing in the universe actually was a, was a sign and symbol representing as above, so below. So wherever you've seen, when you look in the sky, you also could find inside of your body. Whenever you look, when you look in your eyes in a straight line, you could all, in, in the, um, your regular field of vision, you could also find them things in the earth and so on and so forth. So everything represented something. And then I'll give you a few words to show that in a moment. But anyway, I've not ushered in the age of monotheism because he knew that we were about to be attacked. And he knew that we needed something that was going to keep us to, uh, around until the age of Aquarius when all the information would come back. So he brought in monotheism, and this is where, where Christianity comes from. So the first mono, monotheist was us in Africa, our Kabbalah. Okay? And so now we enter the age of Aquarius, which was foretold. The age of Aquarius represents the information age. This is where the Anglo-Saxons got the word, the information age. But when they said it to you, you kept thinking they were talking about computers. They were talking about the divine energies coming into our sphere that we're going to start interacting with your melanin and waking you up. So this is why they created these diversions, i.e. the Internet, i.e. all these garbage shows and this garbage music, because we needed to change your vibration so, that, so when these new energies came in, you cannot connect with them. Because the, this is where that saying comes from, the most serious thing in the world is an educated black man. And you were going to be educated coming into the age of Aquarius because the age of Aquarius represents a new beginning. And it represents everything coming, coming <clears throat> to the forefront. All things done in the dark will come to the light. This is what Aquarius represents. As Brother Tashirik Bay says, it represents being at 12 noon, the start of the day. And so you have no choice but to wake up. You, everything that is, is being said, I can't teach anyone anything new. If it's not already in you, you won't hear it. 
and that's 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 dealing with a certain science. But everything I'm saying, you already know. The only reason I'm here is to give you the keys to start waking up. This is why they changed hip hop. Hip hop was giving the keys out very very quickly. I'm 40 years old. Anyone who's about 35 to, to 55 realizes that back in the 80s we were in dashikis. We, you know, the sisters were blowing their hair out again, all those things. We were starting to reattach ourselves to our Kevin We were starting to recognize, that, recognize our, our love and respect the image of ourselves. Crime was actually going down, so they, so they brought crack into the neighborhood. And then they changed the vibration of the music, i.e. Biggie, i.e. MC Hammer, i.e. Little Kim. See, this is when the vibration changed, because before that you had X-Clan. X-Clan was talking about Patah, Ra, all of your ancient signs and symbols, public enemy, can't trust it, I'm black and I'm proud. Big Daddy Kane, Kane means king, Asiatic. Asiatic goes back to the term so or no or Asia, because the whole continent of Africa and Asia was one. And that's what you get in the Bible, Asia Minor. Asia Minor is Africa. And so everyone was Asian. That's why Big Daddy Kane's name was King Asiatic, Nobody's Equal, K-A-N-E. Wu-Tang talking about the third eye. So this information comes no matter whether you want to accept it or not. It's going to come, and you eventually will have to wake up, or you will be destroyed with everything else that's within nature that's unnatural. If you continue to exist in an unnatural state, you will be rolled up out of here. It's your choice. So this is why you're starting to see the brothers and sisters waking up. You're starting to see that the brothers are starting to question these religions. You know, I often talk to people about the one song um, that we sing uh, in a lot of the churches. It's called Waiting on Jesus. And it's one of the most interesting things when you get into the research because we are taught that the, the slaves, when they were freed, um, continued with Christianity. And, and they show that by saying, well, you were singing a song called Waiting on Jesus. But when you get into the research of it, you actually find out that the first slave ship was called, was called the Good Ship Jesus Christ. So when they offered the slaves their freedom, they said that you can have your freedom, you can stay here, or you can go back to Africa. The slaves that chose to go back to Africa, they sent them down to the shores. And they was waiting on the slave ship that brought them there to those shores to come back and pick, to pick them up. So the slave ship was late. So they started to sing this song called Waiting on Jesus because that was the name of the ship. But you're taught it means something else. And so you eventually will have no choice um, but to hear the information, no matter whether you want to hear it now or you want to hear it later. But the seed is already in you for you to hear it and wake up. I I, I just uh, I'm a, I have a few questions, and I know we're we're winding down on the time, but I just I, I would love to have you come back. I'm, I'm with Anthony on this, just to, and I know Anthony's going to grab you too, and I'm 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 excited about that too because that means it opens up, you know, other listeners because he has a, a different base do so I want to just just invite you back to to talk more about this because it has got you you've gotten much deeper than I ever could imagine we could go here um I again I hear people saying that I have friends that say you know you have no idea what some things mean and and you know just kind of defining 
a number of things, but I just never really paid it any attention. Um, I have a question before you, before we kind of bring it to a close. How have you? How has it changed for you? How has your life changed since you started to really understand the history of words? Um, you know, it it allows me uh, to change my own vibration. You know, I'm, I'm a much more peaceful. I'm in, in much more of a peaceful state because of the vibration that I walk around with, that I understand the power of my words. So I, I, I speak what I want into existence. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, me and my queen, we practice doing that. We correct each other to make sure that the vibration in our home is correct. We turn off the TV. You know, we don't watch those shows that um, or bring it in bestiality, homosexuality, you know, all those things. We don't watch them. We bring in other information. And so uh, it allows allows me to just operate in a more calmer uh, state. I think I even may look a little younger. <laughs> Something, you know, but it, it's, um, it, it, it just allows me to, to, to be more at ease and to see uh-huh. things clearly. And what is the best way for someone who's interested in, in, in searching the history of words, um, what is the best way you think for them to ease into this? And I'd like for you to give the websites out again because we've had some people come in since you gave those out. So um, okay. tell us what do you think the best way for one to do this, and it may be through those sites that you gave. Okay. And then after that we'll work to bring it to a close. Okay. Um, there's a Google etymology online dictionary. You spell etymology, E-Y-T-O-M-O-L-O-G-Y, dictionary online. Uh, That's going to have a lot of truth, but most of all, it will be a good key for you to start with. Okay? You can can Google online Noah Webster's 1828 online dictionary. That's going to give you uh, uh, another key, and then you have a website. Website, excuse me, called RV, just like it sounds. Two constants: R and V. R V Bay B E Y Publications. R V Bay Publications dot com. That's just a huge resource with Brother Tashree Bay and Rock Wire Bay. Um, who, if anyone knows them and knows who I'm talking about, it's like the Marcus X, I mean Malcolm X and uh, Marcus Garvey of our time. Uh, the brothers really is, is uh, I could talk about him for hours. I mean, uh, I mean, I honor him daily. He's just, his work is just great. So that's his website. He has so much information on there. You know, uh, that's a great resource. And then you can go to YouTube. There's a sister. Her name is Yaffa. Y-A-F-F-A, Bay, B-E-Y. It doesn't matter what you click on with her. She's going to be breaking down words um, on every single video she's on. She she deals with etymology um, very well. So those, those are uh, good resources. Do we have time for me to talk about a couple of words in, in, in brief? Because there was a couple of words I wanted to bring out that we use and just Show people something. If we don't have time, that's fine. Uh, but if no, we no, do, no, that that's fine. Good. Go ahead. 
the word family, um, and I'm not going to give the origin of all these words, but if you look them up, you'll be able to find it. We use the word family all the time, and when you get into the etymology of the word family, for familia, uh, philia, and so on and so forth, the word means a household of slaves. Um, when you get, and I thought that was interesting because we always call everybody family. And, um, you know, people we're related to, we say, that's my family. But the word means a household of slaves. Um, you look at the word, everyone wants a husband. And, you know, every little girl, she wants a husband. Well, the word husband, um, let me see, I think that I wrote that down because I want to give a part of speech. Give me one second, I'll find it again. Um, here it is. It's a noun. Uh, it's from Old Norse, uh, from husbandi. The word hus. H-U-S is, is the origin of it. It means house. The word bondi, B-O-N-D, which is where you get band, means dweller, freeholder, or peasant. So it means a house freeholder or a house peasant. Now, the word wife is one of the more interesting words. Um, it's an old English, comes from whiff, or proto-Germanic, comes from women, old, sockin, friskin, Norse, it's whiff, viff, a viv, a weef, uh, the word has an uncertain origin. Uh, the Dutch with, W-I-I-F, uh, it now means a girl or a babe, but the original text that the word wife had meant bitch. Those are just common words we use. And remember that the meaning of them doesn't change. So what are you calling the woman that you love? What are you calling the man that you love? And what do you call the people that, that you grew up in with in the same household? No marriage is working. <laughs> Shoot. All right, we just I just said to Cody, maybe that's why marriages don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> I just had to that could be it. That could be it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Well, I mean was there any any uh, other any other questions about any other words? Anything I can answer before we get off here? Um, anything? Whether I'm it's not, subject I'm or not. out of space and I need to come back. I mean, I've made so many notes. I just, uh, I'm sure I will have some. And what I'd like to do, I'll probably go back and listen to this show a good number of times. I always listen to all of all of my shows, but this one I'll probably listen a good number of times. And when you come back on, I'll have a whole lot more. Okay, well, you know, just let me know. And um, <clears throat> the people, you know, I'm only here to, to give the people the information. Everything I'm learning, I'm willing to put out. I don't know it all. Um, I'm never, you know, never going to at this point. But anything I, I learn, I am willing to, to give freely, you know, because that is that's the only reason I'm here. We all have a purpose, and that is mine. So whatever I can do, um, by all means, let me know. Okay, and, and it's okay to connect you with uh, a few people? Definitely, definitely. Okay, great. I'm just going to – I've already suggested um, a few friends from Facebook, but um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your knowledge. It has um, – it's awakening. I mean, it gives it gives me a lot to think about, and um, wow, that's all I can kind of say is wow. You, I, have, I had no idea that it, it – studying the history – of words could could bring so much um, thought. So 
I just want to say thank you. Yeah, no thank problem. You. And, and, and for our suggest- listeners, still, any questions from our listeners, uh, now's your time to get, them, get it out there. I, I didn't think we'd go this long, but there was no way to end it. So thank you all. We have a good number of people still out listening. Some have, have left, but have a good number still on. So um, I'm going to connect with you, those of you who are listening and interested uh, I'm going to connect with you and have you come back on pretty soon. I don't want to wait too long because yeah, I can kind of miss it yeah. if we do. And then hopefully uh, Anthony will connect with you and do something on his end so that we can kind of keep this going. Yeah, and if I can suggest to any of the listeners also, you know, one time period that we need to understand as to why these words were changed is go back and study um, the Reconstruction period uh, because this is when our history uh, was, was, was burnt, and then it was rewritten. You know, most people think that George Washington was the first president, but George Washington was the 16th president. We have many presidents before him. We have presidents of the con- con- uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Congressional Congress, or Continental Congress, excuse me. And, and so we need to study that time period uh, of Reconstruction. And then we, we also need to study the Dow's Road, D-O-W-E-S, because this is when we were taken out of our tribes and then we were branded, um, or excuse me, not branded then. The branding actually happened in 1789 in Philadelphia when we were branded Negro, Black, and Colored. You need to study what was your ancient name, which was Moor, M-O-O-R. We are are Moors. And then when you get into the Dallas Road, you start finding out that the ancient uh, Aboriginal people here were Moors. And then this term Indian comes from the people of India or what we call Hindustan, but you are the aboriginal natives here. The people who are called that now who call themselves Indians are Mongols. They're Asians. Those are your children, not but you. When you we need to stop saying I'm mixed with Indian. You're not mixed with anything. You are the aboriginal. Your history has been taken, and now you think you're somebody else. And this is a part of us understanding words. We need to understand when these things change. And so, and this, you know, because the words become our power, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, one more thing. I got to say this because you woke you woke up something in me. As I think about, uh, like this year for for the month of February, you know, they allow us to have twenty eight days of our history, uh, which is the shortest month uh, in the year, of course. And it, it amazes me because as I researched our history and I found out that there was so much in, invented and just so much came from from people who look like me that I never mm-hmm. knew, ever heard of. And even as I see how that, and I don't want to make, take this to another topic, but it seems to me reason for you wanting to hide that because history should be history regardless if I'm white or you're black brown blue history that changed this world should be just that and it should be in every history book we should not have to have 28 days to for our children to study their history if that's how you want to say history should be history so you made me think about that as you talked about as you kind of went a little deeper there so that's why I said we got to do this again because there's so much more to bring forward, and I'm hoping that we'll just create 
um, or start a movement here where we get a true understanding. We're not trying to change anybody's mind or religion or have you do this. Just bring about awareness and understanding. I've always been an open-minded person. I like to learn. I like to, to hear what you think and why and what you believe. I, because I feel like there there's so much out there that we don't that I have no clue of. I don't understand, and you maybe can help me. So I, I just I have an open mind, and I hope for those of who who are listening and have that same open mind that you will stay tuned, come back, listen to you listen to him on this show, listen to him on on Anthony's show, and whomever else is out there that can get this word going. So I just want to again say thank you. Thank I, you. I thank appreciate. You. Uh, I appreciate the show. appreciate being given uh, the, the time to put the information out. And I, I promise you, Cody is about to jump out of my house. He is pacing the floor <laughs> saying, i got to talk to him. So Cody's going to be yeah, connecting I, with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no problem. I mean, um, if I uh, to- tell Cody if he wants to, um, you know, send me his number, I'll text him uh, back mine or whatever on Facebook. And, um, you know, that way we can have direct contact, you know, because evidently, you know, the brother is trying to study and uh, we need as many uh, Cody's as possible out there because he's able to reach his, his peers just as I reach mine. So. Okay. And, and, and I just, and I wanted to really say this. When you had talked about the original people in this region of the world, I mean, I was jumping because, I mean, when people look at the Washita tribe of Louisiana, people just Google Washita Nation, the California Indians, um, all these darker-skinned tribes. Uh, oh, excuse me? No, I was just when you said California, I was just saying the Ohlone tribe. That's yeah, 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 exactly. And um, the Algonquian Indians, the Melungians, and um, it's, I, I, I just wanted to, uh, to throw out three uh, more references, if that's okay. Uh, um, uh, if anyone has Facebook, you can go to this Facebook site called Noah's Ark. Um, it's spelled N-O-A-A-H, I believe, apostrophe S, Noah's Ark. And that deals with uh, the so-called black Indians, or which I, would just, which I really call them just um, indigenous folks, Aborig- aboriginal people, people who look like us. Um, it's, it's a lot of good information, great information on there. And there's two books that I've been reading on and off. Um, one of them is called The First Americans Were Africans by David Imhotep. And it really uh, expounds on some of that or a number of the uh, of history of uh, African or Negro people being in this part of the world. And they even have a picture on the front of that cover of a so-called black man or indigenous man that was indigenous to the tip of South America. But these type of... Uh, that type of history is like is, is hidden from us, and then it's this other book called uh, "When Rocks Cry Out" by Horace Butler, mm-hmm. and it reads more like a novel, but it really talks about the um, the history, the ancient Kemetic, ancient Egyptian, Akabulan history, and how that part of the world, ancient Kemet or ancient Egypt has so many similarities to Central America where all the Omic heads are and the step pyramid forth. Very interesting, very interesting books and a very interesting um Facebook site. And um Yamasee.org uh is another site I believe where it talks about the so called black Indians or the or the Negroid indigenous folks. And if their website is wrong, if I gave that out wrong, you'll find it on Noah's Ark. 
uh, site on Facebook. So I just want to throw those references out there for everybody else who wants to look more into that uh, type of history. And um, I'm 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 really excited about this stuff, and that's what I've been telling people all along is studying the semantics of the language that we use and of the symbols that we use because how do we know that these symbols and words weren't put out here to control us mentally and we're thinking, walking around thinking that we have opinions where we're carrying on someone else's opinion that leads to our ultimate destruction as a person. Mm -hmm. So I just want to throw that out. Yeah, when you look at all those resources, I mean, those actually um, great resources. That book by him, Brother Hemotep, is great. It's a, it's a great book. I agree with you there. And the moment we stop, we always talk about, you know, uh, this land and, and, and the Indians and talk about our reparations and, and, and this and that. And there was a discussion I got into on Facebook, on one of uh, my brother's pages, where we were talking about that. And like I told them, you know, uh, reparations is already there, but you can't keep calling yourself black because there's no such thing as a black person. Black comes from the word blah or black. It means to glean and to bleach or to whiten. So you're not black. The people who you call white who are European and those actions, they were the first black people. Okay? And so but this is you can't call yourself something you're not. That's called being inappropriate. You have to be an appropriate persona in order to do anything from a from a civil standpoint, meaning law. And so because you keep giving someone else your birthright by calling them Indian and calling yourself black, you take yourself out of law. Black in the law dictionary, law dictionary means civilito mortus, which means dead in the eyes of the law. You can find that definition in the Black's Law Dictionary, and the black doesn't mean it's just the name of the author, Black's Law Dictionary, fourth edition. And it'll tell you that the word black means dead in the eyes of the law. And so because you call yourself that, you have no right. This is birthright theft is what we're dealing with. And because you keep, we keep giving our birthright to someone else. We're not from Africa. This is why they said that in, uh, <clears throat> uh, what was the movie, Roots. When Kunta Kente was speaking and they was making fun of his dialect, and he said, I'm from Africa. You're from Africa. And it's like, we ain't from Africa. But we didn't get it because the ancient name of this is Northwest Amexum, Northwest, North and West Al-Marak. One of the most ancient names, and you can find it in maps in Philadelphia, and you can find it at the, the Library of Congress. You'll find that one of the most ancient names of this continent, North, South, and Central America, is Southwest, Northwest Africa. This is why you, you have a Memphis and you have all these other names of every country in Africa you have as a city over here. You have pyramids over here. You have the Mound Pyramid in St. Louis. You have pyramids in New Mexico. You have step pyramids in Philadelphia. You have pyramid, pyramids uh, that represent or the same as the pyramids of Giga, Giza in South America. You have pyramids in the Yucatan. When you see pyramids, that's us. You have pyramids in Asia because the first Asians were, were Asiatics, meaning us. So we have to study this. But it was something that Tammy said. I know we're closing that I wanted to, to bring out. I think any of us, if we, had, we lived in a house and we had next-door neighbors, and, we, and, and the, we had some information in our home that if we gave it to our neighbors, would mean our ultimate destruction. 
So basically, if I, I've got a piece of information that if I walk out my door and I give it to my neighbor, that one piece of information means that my family will be destroyed. Not one person listening will give their neighbor that information. So history isn't just history. History is this way because when you wake up, the mothers and, and the fathers and, and, the, and the mothers of all creation wakes up, then it does mean someone else's destruction, and that's dealing with your melanin, your carbon. And that's not dealing with hate because we can't be on the vibration of hate. We don't need to hate anyone. The highest form of highest vibration is love. That's where we need to be. But that doesn't mean that, you know, everyone is not created the same. That's a myth. You have melanin, other nationalities don't. Your earwax is different than other nationalities. You hear more more vibrations in music than others. That's why you have what's called rhythm. That's why other nationalities don't, because of your melanin. You see more colors on the color spectrum than other nationalities. You have a different peripheral vision than other nationalities because of your melanin, because of your carbon. And ultimately, this leads to, to the destruction because of integration, meaning that if, if an Asiatic, meaning a, a person who calls himself black, African, or whatever other a term you want to use to describe yourself, if you go out and you procreate with an Anglo-Saxon, the baby will always look African, nine times out of ten. That means that if I have melanin, I can genetically destroy you. You hear me? If I have melanin and we live side by side, meaning that we live in peace, and it, when in peace times, everyone amalgamates, everyone mixes during peace time. That if your women and your men amalgamate with mine, then the children always come out looking like me. So eventually, you wouldn't be here. So that tells you the reason why your history is hidden, why the science of your melanin is hidden. Study Dr. Frances Russ Cressley. She breaks that down for you. She tells you about that part of history and what's going on. But these are things that we have to study. We have to know. It's not about hate. It's about self-love and it's about self-understanding. And when you get into that, you, you start studying these words and you start finding the keys to your history. And when you find out that you are home, this is your home, you, you were not all brought over by boats. There's no way that in 300 years, 12 million people can be taken by boats. That's not even possible during that time period but that's the, the story you believe. But the truth is, is that you're already here. And I won't go into that because that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic, but that's part of the problem. And that's, that's another, you know, but that is a different discussion. <sighs> okay. I was, uh, okay. We're gonna, I'm going to connect with you. I know it's late. We've already had people send messages. It's East Coast time. I had to disconnect. We've got about four minutes anyway. But I want to just say again, thank you. I'm going to connect with you tomorrow to get another show scheduled um, and go to phase two, okay? Okay. Let's do it. Thanks, everyone, for staying with us two hours because this has been, been great, great information, um, nothing but great feedback on Facebook. So all of you who listen, tune in and stay with us. Great shout-out to you. Thank you for supporting Butterfly Evolution. Andre, thank you, thank you, thank you. This information is just taking my mind to another level. So I'll be in touch soon. Great information, and, and I just, again, I can't say thank you enough. Peace, okay? I appreciate it.
right. Well, everybody, just listen to a little one of my favorite songs, and I hope I bring the right one on until we run out here, and um, we'll take it from there, all right? Everybody have a good night. It's like you're looking through a telescope. I'm coming with a favorite song, you guys. There you go. It's been true. 